What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. This is the Lock Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. We got a good one for you here today. The Yankees, same old story with Severino. They tried some new tricks, same old story. Mets give the Cubs a big loss, not a big win for the Mets. And Mark Mancini drops by for his regular spot here on Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. All that plus more coming up next. What's up, everybody? Good evening. Welcome inside the Brian Gunzel Studios. I'm Bob Walters. This is the Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. we got a big one for you. We're going to get through everything. Let's start with the Yankees. Uh, Mark Mancini's regular spot coming up in just a little bit. We're going to talk Yankees. We're going to go through all baseball, you know, the whole league, like we usually do with Mark. Um, the Yankees, Severino again. I told you, I told you now for four weeks. You keep running Severino out there. He's going to cost people their job. And you're not going to make the playoffs. And they got cute tonight. They thought, well, it'll be easy fix, right? He can't get anybody out in the first inning. Let's put somebody else out there in the first inning, a starter. And then he'll come in in the second. Problem solved, right? Wrong. Wrong. It's not the first inning. It's his first inning. Because they put the starter out there. He did. He took care of business. Clean first inning. Top of the second, Severino comes out to the mound. Base hit, double. Three-run homer. It's an improvement from the Orioles' start. He gave up three runs without getting an out before he got his first out this uh, this t- tonight. He gave up six runs against the Orioles before he recorded his first out last week. And it's the same story. I don't know what's wrong with him. There's something wrong. There's something wrong with him. He went from a, a good major league pitcher to now he just he can't get anybody out. I mean, I don't know if he's tipping his pitches. They were talking about him tipping his pitches. It, 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 anyone's guess is just as good as mine. But the bottom line is he's not getting anybody out. He's given up a ton of runs. He's given up a ton of runs early, so you're out of these games before you even blink your eye. I mean, they were down 3 nothing, and he was in there seven, eight pitches, and it was 3 nothing. And that's the problem with the Yankees. There's something weird going on with this Yankee team this year. The Rizzo concussion diagnosed months later. With somehow all the, you know, he's got no symptoms. You don't have symptoms from a concussion months later. He woke up groggy, and they said, well, you know what, it was a concussion. I'm not saying it wasn't a concussion, because it probably was. Something happened with Rizzo. You don't just drop off the drop-off like he did. And something's wrong with Severino, because you don't just drop off like he did either. Now, if he was tipping his pitches, I think it would probably be out. It would Too many people would know about it. It would leak a little bit. I don't know what it is. But he's given up a ton of runs. You can't keep running him out there. He's he's barely he's he's not getting anybody out. He's given up a ton of runs. You're out of the game before you even start. And another loss for the Yankees. And they dropped two out of three to the White Sox, who are god awful. Now they got to go to to Miami to play the Marlins, who aren't a bad team. The Marlins are fighting for their life. And. The, I don't know why Boone and, and Cashman, and, and I guess this was his last chance. I would imagine he doesn't get another start, right? I mean, you can't give him another start. This was the, okay, let's try this. It's been terrible first innings. Let's Maybe it's something mental in his head with the first inning. Let's put him out there in the second. He doesn't have to face the top of the order. Well, I, Nothing changed. Nothing. It was exactly the same. It was a carbon copy. It was actually the, an improvement from the Orioles game. And it's, I don't know what it is, but it's something, and this Yankee team just has the feel of a team that's not going anywhere. For now, for a month now, they've been teetering on the brink of, of out of it. And then what they do is they lose two out of three, and then they'll get a good win, maybe two good wins, and then they fall right back into the same hole that they were in. And they don't go anywhere. They spin their wheels. They spin their wheels between two and a half and four and a half out of that wild card. And they just, you know, you have the feeling like it just feels like they're not going to get there. It feels like, you know, they're going to have, because it's going to take about an 8 or 10 game win streak at this point. That's what they're going to need. 
And I don't think this team's capable of an 8-10 to 10 game win streak at this point right now. With the offense the way it is, with the starting pitching in shambles, with, with Rondon hurt, with Severino doing what he does every five days, the bullpen's been shaky. It was shaky again tonight. The offense is non-existent. It's not. It's it's just not their year. It's not their year. Not, I don't see them making the playoffs because, like I said, it's going to take an 8 or 10 game run. They're going to have to win 8 out of 10 or win 8 in a row or something like that because they got these good, these teams to jump. They're right there. They're right there, but they can't get over the hump. And one of these times when they do backtrack, they're going to backtrack too far. And they're eventually going to run out of run out of runway here with this season, and they're going to miss the playoffs. Now the Yankees announced uh, earlier today. It sounds well. I'm sorry, they did not announce. It leaked out. Sources close to the Steinbrenners. Um, it sounds like Cashman is safe, regardless of what happens. Boone, not so much. And I told you, I think if they finish with a losing record, I think Boone is gone. I thought Cashman would be gone with them. It sounds like Cashman is safe. We'll see what they do. But they're not the problem. Boone and Cashman are not the problem. I don't. I, the problem is you can't hit nothing. You've been running Rizzo out there. You got some. We you come up with some weird concussion diagnosis months after it after the incident. Something happened when he when he had that collision. But and it was probably a concussion. But why are they coming out now and saying it's a concussion? Where was this diagnosis two months ago? And why was he playing? It, it, the whole thing, the whole thing is just, it's, it's all, it's all over the place, the Yankees. The Yankees are all over the place. They are consistently inconsistent. And that, that's the way they've been. And it, the, it's what the Mets were doing earlier in the year. They'd win it, they'd have a decent win, and they'd lose two, and, you know, you spin your wheels for a while, and then eventually just the bottom's gonna fall out. Now, I don't think the bottom's gonna fall out this Yankee team like it did the Mets, but I think they're just gonna run out of time. You know, eventually one of these days they're going to fall five back. They're going to get swept somewhere, and then it's just going to be over. You're going to be playing out the string in September. It's bound to happen. It, it's been teetering on that for now a, a while, and it, it kind of looks like it's starting to tip the other way. You got Rondon, who was did not very good when he did pitch. He came back, he pitched a little bit, and then he went back on the IL with a hamstring. He had the issue with the fans also. It, it, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen for the Yankees. Um, the rest of baseball, there was no hitter tonight as well. The Phillies threw a no hitter tonight. There was, you know, there are teams that are playing well, and we're going to go through all of it. There's a lot of interesting stories in baseball this year. The Angels, another team that, I mean, the Angels, the bottom just dropped out. They decided to go for it. They didn't trade Otani. They got brought in a bunch of pieces, and then they just went on this massive losing streak. It's a, it's it's really a fascinating season. Like I said, the the Phillies throw a no hitter today. That was a big win for them. They're right there. You know, the Yankees are four. Uh, what are the Yankees? The Yankees are four and a half back of the wild card. The Angels now are seven back of the wild card. They're finished. The Angels are finished, and it's amazing. And it's and it's I mean, it's amazing that this team can't make the playoffs. If you feel bad about your team, just look at the Angels, and, and it'll make you feel a little bit better. So Michael Lorenzen, in his second start to the Phillies after being traded to them, throws a no-hitter, 120 pitches. It's the most pitches thrown by any pitcher this year, which is amazing, 120. I mean, it's a lot, but it's not a, a ridiculous amount. It's not a ridiculous amount. The Mets got a win tonight. Uh, it's really irrelevant for the Mets. You know, Like I said, they're... they're dead and buried a long time ago, but it was a big loss for the Cubs. The Cubs coming in here, they got the Mets. This is supposed to be easy wins. A team that's basically, you know, they threw up the white flag. They're playing kids. They're, they're, really, they're playing out the string. And the Cubs to come in, have the lead, have a 2 nothing lead. The Mets take, they take a four, score four unanswered. Cubs battle back, tie it, and then McNeil with an eighth inning go-ahead home run. Wins it for the Mets. And like I said, not a good not a good loss for the Cubs. And the Cubs, the, another team that they decided to go for it and buy. And it's fascinating to see these teams that they decided to go for it. And the ones that, are, that it's really working out for them. And the other ones where it's just, it's not working out. And that could be a killer for GMs. You know, if you go in and you spend a, 
a bunch of minor league capital for your organization and it just doesn't work out that that's a that's a death knell for some general managers and the owners decide that now the Yankees the Yankees decided to do nothing now some people say it was a money thing they wanted to do I don't know what it was but they did nothing they didn't buy they didn't sell at the deadline they tried to sell their fans that getting judged back getting Rondone back is kind of like a, a, a trade. It's a, the thing what the Mets would do with DeGrom when he was hurt. Oh, we're getting DeGrom back. That's like a trade, then we'll get one of the best pitchers in the game. It didn't work. It didn't work for the Mets. It didn't work for the Yankees this year, and it's starting to look like we're going to have no October baseball here in New York. <clears throat> as far as the rest of the league goes, we're going to go over all that with Mark Mancini in his weekly spot coming up in just a couple minutes. Uh, I also want to tell you guys tomorrow I'm interviewing um, the green sheet handicapper from Saratoga. Now, we all saw uh, Sam Hollinsworth is his name. We all saw what happened to Maple Leaf Mel last weekend. It, it was it's devastating. If you haven't seen the video, it, it's a devastating video to watch. It's it's really hard to watch. Um, she was a, a, a Philly. She was 5-0. and she was feet from the wire, about to go six for six, and she broke down. And it was a, it was, it was in front, it was in the biggest race of her life. It was in the test, which is a, a, a Philly race in the Whitney Day in Saratoga. I was there last year. It's huge crowds. It's huge on TV. She was about, she was about thirty feet from being a star, and she broke down. She broke her right leg, and they, they euthanized her right there. There's a whole bunch of backstories with this horse and everything it, it, uh, Bill Parcells owns the horse the trainer is like a cancer re, uh, recovering uh, a cancer survivor who has a special bond with the horse and, and the horse was a big star it, it, it almost mirrors the ruffian story you know is she was she as good as ruffian was ruffian of course if you don't know was the horse that in the match race that she was the filly she raced the the the, the mare and she she got hurt. They had surg They gave her surgery. It was unsuccessful. They had to euthanize her. So we're gonna go through everything with that with a man that was there at the track when it happened. Sam Hollins. We'll, so we'll throw in some uh, some picks for you for Saratoga this weekend coming up from him. But uh, it, they, listen, it's gonna be a must listen, a must watch, and it, it's really it's a sad story. And if you saw the video, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't see the video. I would say go watch it, but it's it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch. It really is, and it's a terrible story. And I don't want to go too deep into it because we're going to get into it in uh, the locked up sports episode this week. I'm still not sure if Brett is going to be joining us or not. He said we're still you know, we're still mending Mike back to good health, so that's what's most important. Um, but I'm a, I, I you know I'd say I want to say I'm excited to. To talk to Sam, which I am, because of course you know he's, he's a great guest, but under the conditions that he's coming on, I mean it, it's a it's an awful situation, the the Maple Leaf Mel story and everything around it. It's just it's something that happens. We'll get um, a lot of people want to you know oh the horse racing is barbaric and and I don't think it is. It's part of the it's part of the sport. It's a risk that they take. They're, they're very heavy animals on very thin legs carrying a lot of weight it you know it happens it doesn't happen a lot but it happens and it's just it's terrible when it does and, and this one was kind of with all the stories behind it and everything it was just it kind of was a perfect storm and, and it's a terrible situation but so the yankees lose tonight another loss another blow to their playoff hopes and there's still time you still got 50 games left you know, I I just don't see it happening for the Yankees. I really don't. I don't know. I don't know what they could do. They they could have went and got a bat at at the at the trade deadline. That's what they could have done, because they desperately need a bat. They have no offense. This team can't put anything together as far as a big inning or a big night. If Judge doesn't hit two home runs, they're not they're not putting together a bunch of uh, runs on the board, and it's not going to happen. You can't have one man carry a baseball team. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to have one starting pitcher and one uh, big hitter carry the whole team. And he's not going to be, and he can't do it. 
It's not Judge's fault. It's not Cole's fault. It just is what it is this year. They didn't put together a real good team. They were a flawed team from the beginning, and I don't see it happening. Are they out of it? No, they're not. And with, with my track record, they'll probably go on to 12, you know, win 12 out of 15 and, and make the playoffs. But as of right now, I don't see it happening. There was something I did want to touch on before we get to Mark uh, in, his, in his weekly spot. We go over all the baseball and, and the teams that, that are doing well after the trade deadline and the teams that are doing poorly and the ones that have a lot of pressure this year to make the playoffs. Um, so we'll go through all that in just a minute. Last week, uh, I told you I thought the U.S. women would lose to Sweden in the, in the round of 16 at the World Cup. They had a close, close call in the third group stage game, which they needed a result. They, they got the draw saved by the post with the, you know, in the, in the waning minutes of regulation. And then they went into Sweden and they, they, they were ripe to be picked off, to be picked off is what they were. And they played a good game. The U.S. was the better team for 90 plus minutes. They went to penalties and they lost in penalties. It happens. It happens. The U.S. missed the net a couple times in the penalties. Megan Raponio, she missed the net on her kick. It happens. Okay, penalties are, is it a good way to end the game? It's not. But, you know, you can't really play. What you can do, you can't play sudden death. You can't play forever. These They've been running around for 120 minutes as is. So they lost, okay? It is what it is. It, it happens. They They have been the most dominant team in the sport. Since its inception, they win almost every tournament that they enter. They dominated the World Cup for years. They dominate every big tournament around the world. They are the best players in the world. That happens. They lose to Sweden. Good for Sweden. It was a good game. I picked Sweden. I was not very surprised that it happened. The response here back in the States is is shameful. It's shameful. I've seen more people that are happy that they lost, that are ragging on them about they're not, they're not standing for the national anthem, or maybe if they didn't complain about America and the country they live in, maybe they would, maybe they would have hit their shots if they were standing, if they weren't so worried about kneeling for the national anthem and practiced penalty kicks more. Maybe they'd still be in it. Shame on everybody who said that. This is the best soccer team that this country has ever had. The United States women go into the World Cup. The only reason these other countries are even competitive with the U.S. now is because of the U.S. The U.S. does not. The reason we were winning is because we have freedom for women. These other countries don't. So they don't have a big pool of women to choose from like the U.S. does. And shame on everybody. And it's mostly people on the right. It is. I'm not going to lie. People on the right who are ecstatic that they lost. They didn't give a damn about the Women's World Cup. They didn't give a damn about the Men's World Cup. Until they lost. And now it's they hate the fact that they were kneeling for the National Anthem. (coughs) They're making fun of the fact that they fought for equal pay. And, it, and it's a travesty. And shame on anybody who, if you're listening to this, and you're one of those people, listen, you could be on the right, you could be a Republican. There's nothing wrong with that. It is what it is. You could want to be a Republican, that's fine. There are sane Republicans out there. You're going to sit there and tell me how much you love this country and you're going to bash this team. Because they lost one game in one tournament after dominating... The sport globally for upwards of 20 years. You know who's who's shameful? You're shameful then if you're doing that. They didn't stand for the national anthem. You know what? You don't have to stand for the national anthem. Doesn't mean you hate the country. You could say things about the country that you don't like. Doesn't mean you hate the country. Doesn't mean you don't love America. And these people with their twisted ideologies about standing for the national anthem, 
they don't give a damn about the national anthem. Half of them probably can't even recite the words. And it's all over Twitter, and it's disgusting. And it, and it pissed me off this week. So I wanted to say that because, you know what? We should be proud of these women. They've dominated that sport for God knows how many years, since, it, since it's become a sport pretty much. The U.S. has dominated it. And these other countries are good now, and they've caught up to U.S. because of the freedoms in the U.S. and because the women were entitled to play here. It forced other countries to get the players and let them play. And the sport has grown exponentially, and they do deserve evil, even pay. Because you know what? They're just as popular, if not more popular, than the men's team. I bet if you went around, asked a thousand random people, more of them would know more, more women players over the course of the, the 25 years. Mia Hamm was a big star. A big star. Brandy Chastain was a big star. And this is 20 years ago. So shame on you. You are the problem. If you have a problem with the U.S. women's soccer team. You get bitching and moaning that, they have, that they're complaining about America and then you're complaining about the, the, the American soccer team at the World Cup? Give me a break. You should be embarrassed of yourselves. So that's that. I wanted to say that. I wanted to get that off my chest. Uh, let's now get to Mark Mancini. I just spoke to him a couple minutes ago. Good friend of the show. Good friend of mine. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And uh, here's our spot with him. Here's Mark Mancini. Let's talk some baseball with Mark. All right, now we'd like to welcome in for his regular weekly spot, Mark Mancini from XM Radio. Mark, welcome to the show. You know, you always make the time for a great show that keeps sweeping the country each and every week, brother. I'm always there for you, man. Thanks for the olive branch. Let's keep this thing going, and let's cheer it up from one coast to the other. Absolutely. A lot going on. Um, like I was just telling Mark before, I don't even know how I'm still awake after working like four straight 20-hour shifts. But I'm wow. here. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Two as picks, a hey, two, hey, two picks holding the eyes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much. That's pretty much it. Um now, the, the just uh, tonight, just, just finished up a little bit ago, uh, a couple things going on. We got the Phillies, Michael Lorenzo, uh, Lorenzo pitched a no-hitter for the Phillies. I'm not even sure if you have heard that yet. It, the Phillies won 7-0, yeah. yeah. no-hitter for Lorenzo, 120 pitches. It's the 322nd no-hitter in MLB history. The, the, I haven't even seen any highlights yet. I just figured I'd mention it. You got anything on that? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I've been blessed in baseball to see a lot of things, including a no-hitter, including a perfect game. The in no -hitter person? Was You've seven. seen a perfect game in person? I saw the perfect wow. game in person. with Dennis Martinez of the Expos threw it against the Dodgers in 93. Wow. Uh, I saw the no-hitter with Kevin Gross, no-hit in the uh, Giants. Okay. Um, and um, I almost saw another uh, no-hitter, but Mark Teixeira... Oh, the Braves broke it up against the Dodgers. I believe it was Kuroda. Wow. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Mark Teixeira, the Braves. How about that? <laughs> broke it up in the eighth inning. But I, I have seen and, 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 and more or less the, the, the hardest things in baseball, and there's only two things, a World Series in person, and I thought I was going to see that in 96, covering the Dodgers and Padres. One gets knocked out by the Braves. The other one gets knocked out by the Cardinals. And uh, catch a foul ball. And I might have to go to Oakland to catch that. So let, let me tell you real quickly. I've caught a couple foul balls. And, wow. And, and I have seen the World Series won in person. Unfortunately, it was the Royals over the Mets, but I was there. I saw the Royals win the World Series. So, but I've never wow. seen a perfect game. A perfect game. I mean, listen, perfect game, is, is that does not happen. What was it, 20? There's only like 24 of them, you know? Yeah. And, and the, the funny thing about that is, Nobody wanted to go to the game. I got a few tickets. I was going out with my wife at the time. We went to the game, and it was just amazing. Two nothing on a, a, a late uh, July afternoon. I believe it was a Sunday, if, if I'm not mistaken. And I've caught a home run ball. I've seen a guy put one completely out of the stadium. Um, but the damn foul ball, and I'm now uh, uh, driven by the foul ball yeah. now. It's almost if I'm covering a game. 
I want to be in the stands, man, to get the damn pop. Let, let me let me tell you, it's it. First of all. It's it's not as thrilling as you think it is because you know what the ball usually is coming flying back right people st- I don't even stick my hand up first of all you stick your hand up that's a that's a hard ball that's fouled back the first person that touches it never gets the ball now, almost very very rarely right he ends up with a swollen hand the next day then there's a melee for it now we're both too old now where we if you get it you better give it to a kid otherwise you're the piranha in the hole in the stands. And then, and, and to be honest with you, you for all that trouble, you're either going to get a broken hand or you're going to be the, the jerk who didn't give it to the kid. You might as well just go take yourself to Dick's Sporting Goods Store and buy yourself the ball. It's the same ball, Mark. It's the same ball. You know, my God, my buddy went to a game in Baltimore, and I haven't been there. And he said, Mark, here, here's a foul ball. Now you can add it to the collection. But, you know, some of us are so driven. I think he's got to get into this, you know, and I've come pretty damn close over the years covering some games and just coming down later on in the stands. Jody Mercer hit one in, in, in a row in front of me. I was at the game. Another uh, another milestone, J.D. Martinez, Arizona Diamondbacks, four home runs against the Dodgers, and nobody was you know uh, there. It was starting to be a blowout, and if the ball, foul ball was – if I was at the end seat, I probably would have had a chance. I've come pretty damn close now uh, to try to get that off the bucket list. <laughs> the All Star game, the All Star game was another one. So my good friend that played for the Oakland A's, Billy North, got me one uh, last year at the Dodger game. Okay. So yeah, I've got the All Star game out. But the two things: the World Series and the foul ball. Yeah, well, there you go. I checked them both off the list. <laughs> Now, yeah. the, now, the other thing, because the Phillies are playing well, the Yankees now, on the other hand, they've kind of been sliding. They're, they're inconsistent. Same, they're the same story. They're the same story they've been all year. Now, Severino is, is fascinating. It's a fascinating story to me because he's basically gone from uh, one of the top-level pitchers in, the, in baseball to, to he's basically not even a major leaguer now. So what he can't do lately in the last you know, couple months is he can't pitch in the first inning. The first inning, he gets blown away. So tonight, he was scheduled to start. The Yankees started – a starter, rather, you know, out of the bullpen. They, they said, you know, you're not going to take a seat in the first inning. We'll play you in the second. And the starter got through the first inning unscathed. Severino comes in, second inning. Figure we got it. We, we got past his trouble point here. Base hit, base hit, three-run home run. He gives up four runs in, in like four innings. The Yankees are down 4 nothing before you blink an eye. And now they're down 5-2 to the White Sox. I don't think the Yankees are making the playoffs. Well, I think the, the the Yankees, if you want to size them up, I think they're a glass full of emotions when you look at them guys. I mean, it starts with Aaron Boone. Yeah. I mean, he's been kicked out of more games. He's comical, but he kind of reminds me, he's almost like the Billy Martin of baseball today. Yeah, yeah, but he because he, he, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't even manage. He basically is just there as a figurehead. At this point, he's got Cashman and his number guys sending down the lineups with him. You know, they, I think I think Boone is just a figurehead. He might lose his job too. Well, the the problem there is, you know, the it, the, the division's so damn tough. You know, you t- if you put the Yankees or Red Sox in the American League Central, we wouldn't have this conversation. They'd be blowing it out. But since they're in the American League East, and this is like the SEC more so than any other division. Uh, you know, if it's not, you know, Toronto playing good baseball, you got Baltimore, you got Tampa, you got Boston. So everybody's going through peaks and valleys in that division. But even if you're 15 games over 500, you're, you're, trying, to place. To, you're trying to petition to get in it. You know, this, this division reminds me of football of the AFC. There's going to be some teams in the AFC that are going to petition to get in the NFC because nine wins will get you to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. It happens sometimes in football like that. Every once in a while, you get a seven and nine team that that sneaks in. But the Yankee, the Yankee, the problem with the Yankees is they don't score any runs. The Yankees, they, they they don't hit, they don't score runs. Even with Judge back, he's been inconsistent. Stanton is all over the place. He just hit a home run tonight. But I mean, he he he'll go he'll go from being the worst guy in baseball at the plate to being a. a Looking like Babe Ruth. Well, not only that, twenty-four left on base without yeah. driving it to run. That's that's ridiculous. Let's start with the Orioles because the Orioles, 
they 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 screwed up bad this week. Okay, they they have a uh, Kevin Brown, uh, uh, the the young announcer. I don't know much about him. He is apparently a good announcer. Now I know Mark might have something else to say about that, but he is apparently a good announcer. He's up and coming. And what happened was he just basically read off a stat that that the Orioles played that they haven't been winning in the last couple of years in Tampa, and he got fired by John Angelos. And John Angelos is not the, his family does this. He won up his father's father. In 1996, fired the great John Miller. Now, if you, you know John, yeah. everyone knows John Miller from yeah. ESPN yeah, Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah. Now he's the Giants announcer. What What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's asinine. You know, I I, I do a Pittsburgh Pirate podcast, uh, three years running with their uh, coach and first base coach Derek Brock, and I do one with the San Francisco Giants now, first year. And and, and there's things you can bring up, and there's things you know. Um, the thing with this thing is, when you lay the stats down like that, I don't see why you're firing a guy like that. All he did was basically say the Orioles have had a tough time in Tampa. <laughs> it's been like a house of wars. What what is wrong with that? You're 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 not being negative. You're bringing up a stat that reflects on how far the Orioles have come as a team. You know, the first thing that that, that, that I'm thinking is. What the hell are we going to do? We're going to burn all media guys from yeah. past losing. Yeah, they're running state run t- state run TV down there in in Baltimore. And but, but how tone deaf could you be? Did they think nobody was going to notice that that he just st- that their announcers stopped showing up to the games? Well, not, not only that, this, 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 you know, and and I've never been that type of guy. I've always gone in the locker rooms. I'm not throw, I'm not necessarily throwing the softball questions, but I'm asking questions. You get to know the guys. You build that rapport, and they'll open up. I Hell, I do a show with Kip Gross, and we, we talk about the worst umpires, bad umpires, stuff like this. So we break it down. We don't hold back. But at the same time, you know, you've you got to trust your ability. Is he going to fire every TV guy that writes something bad about the uh, Baltimore Orioles? Well, I, th- I mean, that's what I don't understand. Like, what, what do you – he didn't even say anything bad about them. He just said, oh, they haven't won a series there in, like, a couple of years. I it was just straight facts. He didn't. He didn't give no opinion. And, and yeah. now you had said something interesting to me. You had you had mentioned to me in a text earlier today that you weren't crazy about. It. I don't know the announcer. I've never really heard him. I've heard from people in the business that he's that he's up and coming and he's good. You you have now. It's a personal preference with announcers. Now you happen to not. You don't care for him. Well, I, I you know uh, as far as who as far as Kevin Brown. What we do? Did I misread you know, that? No, I, I, I like I like him. I, I do. I like him. I, I think he's, he's he's up and coming. I like those up and coming. There's a lot of guys that are that are up and coming in the business. I mean, we grew up with, you know, uh, some of the landmark Ernie Harwell. You know, when you think of Vin Scully, we grew up with that. I like his things, but I just don't understand. Hey, I listen to broadcasts where some people are so biased. They can't even get past the five mile radius. You ever hear someone else? Yeah, yeah, they are. But you know what it is? Is the, and now listen, every everybody's on the on the network on your local network. It's going to be a little homer of announcers. It just is what it is. Okay, there well, is going to yeah, be a little but homer. At, yeah, but, but but at the <laughs> same time, at the same time, us as sports uh, talk hosts, we you know, and I'll, I'll get ripped. They'll say I'm a bitter LA guy. I hate the Dodgers and all this. But I bring facts behind that. It, you know, you haven't won a World Series playing in four decades. Well, we won in 2020. That doesn't count. You know it doesn't count because the minute you win a World Series playing 162 games, you're going to be the first one with the bullhorn on the uh, hill there yelling, we've done it, we've done it, 162 games. You know nobody counts the 60-game the, the season. But you're taking it right now because it's the World Series. Yeah, I will. And the facts are, if you bring facts to the table, people don't like to hear the truth. They want you to sugarcoat it. And that's the problem. And you know what? I live in a city where I'm going to lay it out, and if they don't like it, go listen to somebody else. Oh, yeah. But it's a pure, it's a pure fact. Yeah, I listen. I don't like the Yankees. I root against the Yankees. It, it, everybody knows but, that. I root against the Yankees. I don't like the Yankees. It, and it's different as a talk show host. Than it is as a, as a as a doing well, a play by play, but he didn't. He wasn't doing anything as a homer. Right. He was just reading the think, stats. Exactly. I think what you have here is you have bandwagon fans or bandwagon broadcasters to the point where they can't break it down. You know, the the Padres. I've heard their telecast. They're critical at times on stuff. You're going to be people will respect you because 
if you're always bringing good things, then they're yeah. going to wonder what, what's going on here. It's not that always rosy. And what sucks, and then Baltimore, and for him to think nobody would they're the best story in baseball. They got the best record in the American League. They've come out of nowhere. It's been forever since they've won. And people want, now listen, people want a little bit of a homer because you could tell, like, let's say, now, Joe Buck is well, one of the well, great. Think- Joe Buck is one of the great announcers, play-by-play announcers. Nobody likes him. You know why nobody likes him? They think he hates their team. Well, they, he doesn't, they, he doesn't they, hate any team. Not only that, look at look at the fight they had Saturday night. Chip mm-hmm. Anderson has been a problem. He had a problem with Josh Donaldson. We saw that, and then everybody was taking his side of the coin. He he gets on the USA team in the in, you know for the World Baseball Classic. I thought the guy turned around okay. You know, then he, stand, then he stands here and starts something with uh, Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians. I mean, this. And, and then when you want to hear the whole thing, the manager is saying one thing and the GM is saying, well, that's not how it goes. There's a culture problem in Chicago with the White Sox. Yeah, and, you know? uh, yeah, and, but, but with, the, with the Orioles, I mean, uh, how, how tone deaf can you be? To fire him for yeah. and what for what? Like, how did that meeting go? What did he do? Call him in and play that that little snippet that he said. I said, well, "What no, are you doing? You reading those what? stats? I told you not to read those stats." I mean, come on. And you know what? If I'm him, you know you can forgive, but you won't forget that. And it's like, wait a minute. He's gonna have to apologize. You know? The fans were chanting yesterday, "Get free Kevin Brown at the Baltimore game." Yeah. So <laughs> he's gonna he's you know he, he he stepped in it and now he he got himself in this and now he's gonna have to dig his way out and it's gonna take an apology and you, you know he's one of those guys those rich guys because his father was the same way who thinks he's never wrong nobody say anything bad about my company it's gonna kill him to have to, or, gotta, to, to issue I that apology I, I have a friend that works at the Orioles I haven't talked to her about it yet but yeah it's really it's really interesting how far it would come just to lay a stat it wasn't. A derogatory negative no. remark referring to what, what's going on. It's no secret he, that the Orioles have stunk for the last five years. Right, right, right. And they've turned it around. And, and you know, with, when, you, when, you're, when you're discussing these things, even with the Pirates or something, it's like, hey, you know what? We struggled against this team. It's nice to flip the script on them. That's all. What, what, you know, you're not standing here badgering guys left and right. And that's the thing. And, you know, that was the thing when I started doing these things with them in the beginning because I figured if I brought a lot of guys into this thing, this thing would be turning into a bash session. So mm. I figured if I could handle it, three years running with it, Bob, I yeah. mean, you've got to be doing something right. Yeah. Otherwise, they would say, hey, let, listen. But, you know, they know I love my bucks. They know, you know, it's frustrating at times and disappointing. But it, the, the long haul of it is, let's face it, the fans today are fickle. You know, if the Pirates were, 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 were playing 800 baseball now, everybody in this country would be wearing a pirate hat. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and listen, and I mean, if I was Kevin Brown, if I was him, because he sounds like he's up and coming, sounds like he's good, he's going to be doing this job, doing, doing work, get work. If I was him, after the apology was issued, I'd tell him to go to hell. I don't want your job. I, that's what yeah. I tell him. Go to hell. I'll go get a job somewhere else. I'm good enough to go get a job somewhere else. And that's what I would do because, you know what, I don't want to work for you. I can't even come on the air and say anything negative, even a fact numbers. Well, now, now you're going to always look over your shoulder waiting for that other shoe to drop. And sometimes in life, Bob, the best thing to do is in, in, in order to move up, you're going to move on. Yeah, and this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to him. And now I, I never knew who Kevin Brown was. Everybody knows who he is now. Everybody's yeah. on his side. Everybody, gonna... thought, everybody thought he was the $100 million future that yeah. the Padres yeah, That's what I Florida. thought, too. I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> So yeah, so okay. I mean, listen. There's only one opinion you can have on that, is then you got to be for this for this guy and against what happened. But uh, as far as the other teams that I think are interesting, real quick, let's run through this. The Angels. The Angels. We talked about them going for it, keeping Otani. They made trades. Well, they got that. They got it all done, and they lost. Said they had a week's worth of losses right out of the gate after the after the. After the trade deadline, they're now seven games back in a wild card. They got three or four teams in front of them. They, they, I mean, they destroyed. They, they, they did it again. Well, well, it start. You know, they were rolling. They went through Detroit. They they kind of hit a, a little roadblock in Toronto. Uh, went to Atlanta and, and they hit it, and then they came home and just Seattle just swept them. And in the beginning of the year, and I I will stand by my comments. I had the Padres and the Mariners for the World Series. And this is the Mariner team that I thought would, 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 would be taken apart the American League. 
starting to believe in themselves. They beat the Padres yesterday. The Padres, uh, this is an M.O. for them. They, they, they basically conceded the division. They're, they're playing for the wild card. They're and losing they're games, shot, though. They're still just losing. And they're losing heartbreakers, too. They're losing rough games yeah. to lose. If, if, you're, if you're a Dodger fan, I've seen this M.O. for a lot of years. Yeah, you're going to get another division, but here comes October, and then somebody you know takes you out again. And let me tell you, if, if the Dodgers go out quickly like they did last year, you gotta you gotta really start moving some people there in L.A. Oh, they can I'm move, telling you, they right can move now, whoever they but, want. They got the best farm system going. But 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 Bob, when you look at this team, you cannot face the music again if you get knocked out after winning ten of eleven division titles. How do you pick up the pieces yeah, again? Doesn't that, doesn't that buy you a little it, it, capital? No. The fact that you won ten of eleven division titles. Oh, you say no, yeah, yeah, but you but, said but, last but, week. You're right. You're right. You know what? You're right because you said last week. Don't hang banners but, but about. Here's the thing. Here, here's the thing on that situation. It becomes a psychological thing. This is the Buffalo Bills getting to the Super Bowl and not winning it four times in a row. Yeah. It, it, it starts to play mind games with you, and and not only that, you keep getting knocked out in October. You're kind of saying, okay, we could buy this, we could buy that. But then people are going to start saying, well, there's a consistent pattern here. Do I want to sign up with it? And one of the guys that basically said, I don't want to sign up with it, was Eduardo Rodriguez of the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, October's a crapshoot now. It's a crapshoot with all the teams in it and the two out of three and the, and the buys. It's now just a crapshoot. So you can't yeah, really if, play if for you're October. A, if, you're a big, if you're a big market team, and, and, and I'll use the Steelers in his, as an example. You know, they haven't had a losing season under Tomlin since he's been there. And in, in Pittsburgh, the bar is, if we don't win a Super Bowl, this season is a flop. That might not be the bar with the Dodgers. They might be content with hanging division flags like the Clippers do. But some teams, if they don't win a World Series, I'm sure that thing is in Houston, if they don't win a World Series... You know, it's a joke. And the Astros don't have the marquee that the Dodgers have. The Astros are playing well now. They're one of the teams playing well after making the deal. Verlander has pitched well coming out in his first couple starts. He uh, he pitched well against the Yankees. He lost the game in his first start, but he but he lost a tough luck loss of pitchers duel. Uh, a, couple, a couple of the teams. I mean, you got the the, the Brewers who now they're gonna. It's gonna be like the last guest for that core. You got Craig Council, the manager, who's gonna be on his last year contract. You got a couple of the, the key guys in the core who are gonna be going into free agency. If they don't do it this year, they'll probably trade. And then you got the Twins. The Twins have not won a playoff game since 2004. They have yeah. been in the playoffs almost all, a lot of times, probably five or six times. They there usually run into the Yankees. Yeah, this year the yeah, Yankees won't be in one. it. Maybe they get lucky. Maybe they win a couple games. They, they had they had the Astros down that one year. They, the Astros came back, took care of them. Then the, twi- the Twins are a mirror image of the Dodgers. They just get into the playoffs and they can't seem to do damage. And you know they go out with a whipper and. You know, if I'm the Padres, if I'm the Giants, if I'm some of these other teams, I'm basically saying, okay, I see Atlanta. I'm not worried about the Dodgers because their track record is, you know, we can we can get hot and take them up. Let's face it, they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. They have no closer in that pen. It's all rookies. They got two starters, and you can hit those starters too, and Urias and Kershaw, and and you got three guys at the top of the lineup. If you can waver through that, bust those guys in. Max Muncie with a 197 batting average and 29 home runs. That's a Dave Kingman in my book. Either he's striking out or he's hitting a home run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm Dave Kingman. That's funny you say that. But and then just to go back real quick to the 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 NF the, the NFC the the NL Central the you got with the Brewers the the I was, I'm rooting for them and and the, the the Reds seem to be fading a little bit. They went for it at the trade deadline. They made some deals, which is the right move. They are now two and a half back. Do they? Do they? Do you think they 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 salvage this? They they get themselves into the playoffs because I I like to see the Reds in there. It's been forever since the Reds have been in the playoffs and they've been a good team. And this is unexpected this year. This came out of left field. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's that's well. I I think when you're looking at the Central, I think this division in the next five years will be dominated by the Reds, Young, and the Pirates, Young. Uh, they all came up through the minors together. It kind of reminds me of the Astros, where they all came up after all those losing seasons. 
I think the, the Reds and Pirates will be the two teams that dominate it. The Cubs are kind of in the mix. The Brewers and Cardinals are going to have to kind of uh, re- retool there, I would think. Yeah, the Brewers, like I said, that's why I said it's like the last chance, like the last guess for the Brewers. They're going to look, they're going to, Council might be gone. With free agent as the manager, so he's on the last year contract. They got uh, they got um, their shortstop and a couple of pitchers, Corbin Burns, and a couple of them are going to be free agents. And they're going to trade them because they're not a big market. So if they get to the next year, they're not going to hold them to the trade deadline. They'll probably trade them in the off season. So this is the last guess for the Brewers, but I would like to see the Cincinnati overtake them and win that division. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. You know, the Reds. Well, they went. They, they, they've had a tough stretch of it late. You yeah, know, they're, they're uh, fading. They're fading a bit. Yeah, and that's it. You know, you peaks and valleys, and the, best, the the one thing in baseball, what I've always said is, you got to build yourself, you know, at least fifteen games over five hundred. So when you have these kind of skids, you can weather it. If you're if you're going the other way, it's kind of hard to catch up. Yeah, and I don't know what the Angels do. I mean, I feel I feel like America is 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 getting robbed of Trout and, and Otani. Just every year we don't get to see them. I mean, you're out there on the West Coast, you see them. Okay, we get right. these games at ten thirty at night. But people aren't watching them. Kids aren't watching them. Kids should be watching Trout and should be watching Otani. These are generational players. And now again, they they went for it. And what happened? They fell flat on their face. And in the two weeks after the All Star break, they lost seven in a row. They're now seven games back. They're not going to recover from that. They're not making the playoffs well, again this year. They're going to lose the Otani too. That, well, the problem is is. You know, and I and I like Kerry Manassi. I've interviewed him. Great guy. The the, the problem is, they just it, it, one thing is, if the hitting's there, the pitching ain't there. If the pitching's there, the hitting ain't there. They got a stacked lineup. I mean, they got to do something with Rendon there. I like Renfro. I like the uh, pickup of Mustakas and Crone. Some of these guys to complement. You know, uh, uh, you know and Trout. But but Trout should have probably been moved a few years ago and got a cashier guys. And Otani's going to split. He's going to he's got to see the writing on the wall that they they just they make me feel good as a Mets fan. I mean, kind of, it takes a lot to do I don't that. Think, I don't think, I don't think he's going east. I think it's going to be somewhere either San Diego, L.A., Seattle, or the Angels. Yeah, I, I think agree. Those are, I think that's where it is. And let me tell you something. I know the Mets are just you know they they. They blew up the bridge and everything. Yeah, but they, they, they blew the it up. They paid $200 million. The problem with the Padres is they've just been flat-out snake bitten. Well, because I think the Padres look at it as, okay, this is a bad year. Let's keep the team. We think we, we still think we can win with this team. We'll get it's just a bad year. Throw this year aside, and we'll go back with the same guys next year because they well, didn't here, do anything. Here, here's the thing. You know, Snell's a free agent. Hayter's a free agent. You bring those guys back. You have to bring those guys back. You got Soto one more year, Machado. You got Tatis. You got Bogarts. I mean, you got Cronenworth. You picked up Choi, which is good. You've got all these guys on pitching uh, with Rich Hill, Darvish, Musgrove. I mean, it's just. I think the big pride. And look at Sanchez, who, who left New York, didn't do nothing in Minnesota. He's having a banner year in San Diego. So I don't know what you need to do with the Padres. If they don't do something this year, hell, I was wearing my own San Diego Sock Exchange shirt. <laughs> That's funny. The, hey, listen, I don't know. I don't know what the, the Padres. They're a good team. They're a good team on paper, but so were the Mets, and so were a lot of teams. And on paper, it means nothing. So, Mark, next, do you watch? Let me ask you a question. Do you watch Hard Knocks? Yes. Okay, good, good. So next week we'll hit up Hard Knocks. I still haven't seen oh, the, yeah. the episode yeah. yet. Yeah. We'll start I'll talking talk, about some Hard Knocks next week. I'm we'll, telling you right now, and I said it when I, I said they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, um, and I got a good friend that's a big season ticket holder for years with the Jets. The, the Jets mean business. They're, 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 this, this is this is the Richard Todd, Joe Namath type oh, of yeah, time Yeah, but now. they're still the Jets. They're still the Jets. Like, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's, you know, it's going to be – it, you know, the Jets, the Jaguars, I will tell you when we start talking next week, keep your eyes on the Steelers. They got depth. They have depth now. They went 8-2 and two when T.J. Watt was out. Keep your eyes. The Steelers have loaded up. That's a team that you better adjust the mirrors for. Well, it's coming. We are a couple weeks away. And here in New York, we're, we're a couple games away from the Yankees. Once the Yankees fall out of this thing, that it's going to be 
all straight <laughs> football right into the Jets and the Giants. His name is Mark Mancini. He joins us every week here. Mark, thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Next week, we're going to see you. I'm going to get this thing fixed out, I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait, man. The show is sweeping the country. Keep up the good work, my brother. I love you. All right, Mark. Good. So talk to you next week. So how about that? Mark Mancini, thank you. Thank you again for coming on. As always, I'll tell you, he's, he's great. Text me all week. He loves the show. He, he looks forward to coming on. We love having him on. It's always a heated debate with me and him. I, I like that we're... That we're dead, that we, you know, we butt heads a little bit. That, that makes for good for good radio. So, again, uh, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Yankees lose more for. I mean, it's 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 enough with Severino. It's enough. I don't know if Boone has the ability to pull him out of the out of the rotation. Cashman, you can't you can't put him back in the rotation. They go to Miami now after losing two of three to Chicago in Chicago. And it, they're not going to be easy games. You have Cole going on Sunday. You figure that's a win. You got to figure out a way to get one of the first two. That's, they don't know who's pitching tomorrow night. So you got to get two out of three here, it, just to stay afloat. And and I don't even think that's going to be enough. Like I said, I think they're going to have to go on a eight or seven or eight or nine game win streak at some point very soon. Otherwise, they're going to find themselves in a hole they're not going to be able to get out of. And they're very close to, to that reality. They're closer to that reality than they are being a, an actual team that, that will play October baseball. So we want to thank Mark Mancini again. And don't forget, uh, this week on Locked Up Sports, Sam Hollinsworth, he is cheat handicapper at Saratoga. We're going to talk about the Maple Leaf Mill tragedy. If you haven't seen the video, check it out. But just be warned, it's it's rough to watch. And and with all the storylines involved in that and, and involved with the Philly and how great she was and how great she could have been, it's a real sad story, but it's an important story. And I think it's important to get it out there to people. So we're going to get it from, from the expert, Sam Hollingsworth. He was on the show last year giving derby picks. And uh, we'll even throw some, I'll even have him give you some picks for this weekend if you want to lay some money on some of the horses. So that does it for us. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Bob Walters. We'll talk to you this weekend. Again, thanks for joining in. Thanks to Mark Mancini. Talk to you this weekend, everybody. See ya.